You're listening to the incomparable pod. No, wait a second. We're not doing an old time radio thing now. This is just me, uh, Jason Snell, and, uh, and we're talking about this crazy radio thing that we did for April Fool's Day on um, April first, twenty thirteen. And uh, uh, joining me to to recap and and uh, talk about what what horrible thing we did are uh, the the author of said ho- horrible thing, which is also a wonderful thing, uh, David Lore. Hello. Hello. People may know you as the cowhand. That's right, and and I believe I'm gasping during uh, during the fog. Ah, uh, I, I may have yes. been gasping. You may be one of the gaspers. <gasps> yeah, there were many yeah. gaspers there. That 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 was my Hitchcock cameo. Mm, very nice. And also gasping, you heard there is uh, the director of said production, Serenity Caldwell. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I'm less deaf now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And your voice sounds good. You you, you uh, were sick and also doing many voices last week. So it's true. Now now I just do my voice poorly again. It's good. If you're ever sick again, though, we did determine that if you speak in an English accent, you don't sound sick. You just apparently you sound English, but not sick. It it was quite something. I've got to file that away for the future. And then Lex comes in. By the way, I think that was an amazing performance, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. I, I practiced I for many chilled. hours. Well done, McNulty. Nice job. I, I have been uh, moonlighting as a guard in a museum <laughs> just to get into the A the method guard. Role. Oh, he's a natural. Scott is method. Ren, could you just talk like that from now on? <laughs> so I you, actually... stole, you stole my exact joke word oh. for word. It's unfair. For at least another exactly two to three minutes, thing. if you don't mind. I talked with a terrible British accent for the first seven years that I was alive because oh. of living in Nova Scotia. So do you, do you have a cold now? Yes, my oh so, my. So voice the cold is goes away when you put on the accent. Yeah, that's the really secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's an American cold. The, the cold. The cold is a <laughs> is a separate voice. Dave, David, David, how are you feeling? <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. All right. Are we have we remained true to the vision? That's my question. Oh my God! There's vision. <laughs> <laughs> right. Excellent. That's just what I like to hear. Also joining us, uh, star of stage and screen, the uh, the fog himself, Dan Morin. Hello, Jason. <laughs> or or should I call you what? What's your name in the credits? It's a Dane, it Dane, Dane Mormont. Mormont. Yeah. Dane Mormont. <laughs> it's surprisingly close to my actual name. <laughs> Eerily so. I, I revealed on Command Space podcast that uh, I actually cast all those characters without figuring out that those were references to people in the and I cast the right people. <laughs> well, now here's here's the funny thing. There's see the fog, like 99% of this stuff is all brand new. The fog has been in my head for like that sounds wrong. The fog has been an idea Did in my head. Did you hit your head? Well, you, you know. fog in your head? He was, he was a little um, foggy. <laughs> I'm wa- I'm, I'm, all of our heads. I'm actually waving my hand in my own face. I'm sorry, I've got this fog in my throat. And, oh, um, but yeah, like 20 years ago, I thought of this, and it, and it was literally just the fog, Dane Marmot, and and I don't know why that name stuck, and I and and so when I was doing this, I thought, well, that name sounds stupid. Simeon St. Clair doesn't sound that much smarter, but <laughs> it sounds a little, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds right. So then I thought, well, I'll just make him the actor, you know. And I wasn't even thinking Dan Morin, 
Dane, Dane Marmot. Marmot. Glenn. Glenn, Glenn Feldsbar, named on the other hand. That. I was like, yeah, he's the villain. Yeah. It just connects. He really wanted to be the fog, but we wouldn't let him. Oh, no. Because he was, he was already Tesla. Was Tesla, Tesla. And that enough. was right. I tried. That was right. I mean, one of the things about the casting, and, and, and I was talking about this on that, on that other podcast, that um, he said, how did you cast it? And I said, well, I'm, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and I made a spreadsheet of characters, and I started plugging in names that I thought might be funny or good. Not necessarily both, just one, one or the other. <laughs> Either go for the good or go for the funny. And uh, and uh, it it seemed to mostly work out. I mean, we had we had a couple of, of of missteps, and we did some re-recording. But you know, generally, it was it was it was good. But I yes, Glenn did lobby hard to be the fog. Glenn wanted to play every part. Let's just say yes. <laughs> Glenn was willing to do accents for everything, including up to and including ladies' parts. Um, he he would have made an interesting <laughs> dot or dowager. He would. Played it, played against himself. Well, we 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 covered the Dowager. No, it was funny, Jason. When you sent me over your spreadsheet of people, I didn't get a chance to look at it until you'd already filled in most everyone. And as I'm looking at it, I'm like, "Yep, there, there's not really much I would change here in terms of casting." <laughs> yeah. It just it yeah. worked. You you fit everybody in very nicely. You saw I Scott quit. McNulty as guard and said yes. <laughs> I mean, Twice. Scott McNulty. <laughs> And introducing guards. I quietly was keeping my finger crossed, fingers crossed to play the fog, being a fan of the shadow, um, which well, to which the fog has no relation whatsoever. But you know, it just oh, it absolutely. occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it, it, it's it's just fun because you know you always hear the the shadow clouds men's minds, and the, you know again that's oh fog Who knows <laughs> what evil lurks and, um, in the hearts of men. And, I do. and that's, I do. that's why the, the Sandberg poem is just like, the fog creeps in on little cat's feet. It's like, oh, oh, Right. One of yes. our future merchandising opportunities will be Dan reading the poems of Carl Sandberg <laughs> as the fog. <laughs> For your voicemail. <laughs> of course. Nice. It could be a contest, the incomparable yeah. contest. You've reached Jason Snow. <laughs> Please leave a message. <laughs> hey, get your hand out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> if you did a generic one um, on this podcast, somebody would turn it into a ringtone. Because I've, I've seen several tweets about people making ringtones out of things in that episode already. Oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't even seen those. Yeah. Yeah. Neither have That's, I. It's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, I, and I've said this in email and all, but um, it was surreal the first time. The first night we we recorded, just because it was like all these years, you know, I, I hear you listen in in my ears, and and off nights I fall asleep listening to whatever podcast it is that I'm listening Not to. Not creepy at all, David. Not creepy. We at do all. that to a lot of people. <laughs> we put a lot of people and to sleep. I hear well, you in know. my ears. Um, but but yeah, the, but it was just sort of like, wait a minute, I can interact with them. What the hell? And so that first half hour was like, oh wait, wait, they're not just like. Also, hello, hello, David. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> thank you. Yes, and See, thank I'm, you. I'm so used to listening. It's sort of like, oh, don't say anything. They're, they're talking, You're on they're the podcast. podcast. By all that's, means, that's stop so. the rest of us from talking. <laughs> Who is this interloper? Security. It's, it's just a little surreal.
we get we get very testy though. Like you know, Glenn's <laughs> in his dressing room beforehand. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yes. I only want the blue M and M's. It was very <laughs> funny to see you giving little director's notes only in the offline chat room that we had, rather than actually speaking. Them <laughs> right, in, you were active in Skype. I well, see, it, it's again that's reflex. It's the Twitter thing. It's like, ooh, I can do this, and I don't want to interrupt what you're doing, but. Well, if we ever release the transcript of that chat room, though, I think (laughs) that's that's something. I think it's been lost, and for good reason. Oh yes, Um, just the whole beer and cat litter thread was wrong. Oh yeah, Um, and that's not a joke. Um, no, Scott, no, Steve recorded his lines in, in some place wherever they keep the cat box. And during the recording of the episode, his cat came in and took a dump and then left. And he's like, guys, I, I, they're like, Wait, can you do that voice a little more broadly? And he says, I'm not sure I can because I can't, I can't breathe in that deeply right now. <laughs> All right. Oh. He should put that cat in a sink. Katie on the toilet, Katie on the toilet. Ah, Claudia, this is completely massive. That cat's in the sink, I'll have you know. (laughs) Katie ain't pretty because it's Katie in the sink. Toilet's right there, but he don't care because he's a Katie in the sink. The Lutz Podcast Studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, imagine. Imagine That's, it. Um, <laughs> the glamour. The glitz yeah, and glamour. Indeed. But so, uh, but yeah, I mean that that's something we're just trained to in the theater is that when, when you're in the rehearsal or you're in the, the, you know, performance and the tech stuff, the playwright stays quiet. It's the director who's in charge. And if the director wants the playwright to say something, the playwright will speak up. You know, it's like they'll invite us in. So I'm just sort of used to going, okay, you direct. I'll just sit over here and be snarky and make actual comments over here. When when requested, which we did. There there as right. going through it. There are several right. moments where it's like David or as Glenn would say Dan- Daniel, um <laughs> the, the, the you know, what about this? Do you, could we drop this? Is that you know, right. mostly you were like, "Oh yeah, whatever. Go, go." Oh yeah. This this is a first draft. Don't you know, that's <laughs> And it was the it was also the final draft, as it turns out. <laughs> we made little adjustments here yeah. and there. Yeah, oh, in, yeah. In fact, yeah. even in editing, I made a couple adjustments. There, there were a couple yeah. lines I that caught, I dropped. I caught a couple lines disappearing. There's a couple lines that mm-hmm. I, that I dropped, and and there was a line that I moved. Um, there was a whole confusion thing about how um, in in uh, in uh, Timmy Preston Galaxy Scout. Uh, when they find when they find Dan playing one of his many other parts, because we needed somebody with a Scottish accent, and I go to Dan for that <laughs> because he has a terrible one, which he didn't cart out. He didn't do his Sean Connery. He did a oh, I didn't. Yeah, I thought about doing the whole Sean Connery thing. Yeah. That he was did it for the uh, one retake that we did of the f- crazy line at the end. I yeah. think I threatened to re-record all of my lines as Sean Connery. <laughs> well, some people did re-record all of their lines, and I had to drop them in. But that's a, that's another story. Anyway, we get to that point, and uh, and Timmy says. Or 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 uh, whatever Ren's like, character what's is, this, a stowaway? yeah, yeah. Ren, then... Ren says, yeah, Ren says, says, what's this? I, I a stowaway, and and Timmy says, who are you? And then McKeith says, I lassie. He's it, like he's ignoring Timmy, but it was really confusing because he is he calling Timmy a lassie, and that's very weird yeah. and all. And and I 
I, I cut Ren's line in half and stuck Timmy in between, and it actually works okay that way. And then there were a couple other places where the where it was just sort of like it was just funny though because I'm like, should I do this? Should I consult with somebody? Yeah, I don't have time. <laughs> but spend thirty hours on this. Just to leave it. nobody will notice. You're the, exe- you have the executive power as executive the producer. producer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. editor I mean, and producer. I, I consulted with myself, and I agreed with myself, and so it, those lines came out. <laughs> and I, you know, I noticed the the one thing never even hit me the the that. Uh, the exposition radio news where uh, Hopcock leaves no survivors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Except we meet his wife <laughs> so <Yeah>. later. <laughs> and, and, and I thought that could have almost worked because, you know. Well, <laughs> well, it would be it's, ridiculous. But, yeah. But yeah. Because yeah, there'd be one person who'd be like, wait a minute. No, yeah. Oh, I'm sure people are out there picking apart the continuity right now. But the, oh, yeah, I that was a moment. 46 and a half minutes, but that that spoiled it. Fuck it. If the... If the uh, first ten times I heard it, I didn't notice. It, but, you know, but for some reason, on the eleventh time when I heard Lex say he leaves no survivors, I went, "Oh no, he has a uh And I and I and it's just it's not there anymore, and it's okay. The exposition radio network. Somebody you, you're saying about people, you never know what people are going to latch onto. I, I there was at least one tweet from somebody who said they thought the exposition radio network was the best joke in the entire thing. <laughs> it did make me laugh on the initial uh, on the initial read through. Yeah, I think I think that's a lift from Mystery Science Theater, because you know you know they're always doing movies where it's like, click traffic jam at such and such, click, and and they would just say that it's like oh exposition news. Yeah, it's it's convenient that way. Yeah. Gilligan's Island, they had great reception for that. Uh, coconuts get lots of channels. Glenn Fleischman has joined us now too. Hello, we're just reminiscing. Who, you know who's who's there. What's that? I remember. What's, what's that, that? When we recorded a radio so, drama. So thought, one of, what's that? What's yeah. that? What yeah, that? one of the funny things that happened is in it is that is that Glenn. So so in in Tesla, everybody except except Scott McNulty, who's playing guard, has a funny accent, a fake funny accent. And of course, it was the one that we recorded first. Well, even Scott even Scott has a fake funny accent, sort of. Yeah, I mean it's not Scott's voice. Let's put it this way. Stay away from the Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a fake foreign accent. But everybody else is doing funny accents, and Glenn's was the extra level of difficulty of being his Croatian, Serbian, whatever uh, Tesla accent, and then he had a lot of French to say in a Croatian accent, (laughs) Ah, which is yeah, exactly. And, And and this was. And what we found is the hole in Glenn's uh, uh, Tesla accent was trying to ask questions, which he was <laughs> unable to pronounce. So we have there's a uh, there's a clip of uh, of him trying to say what's that uh, For like twenty like like thirty times and just what is just that descending into madness and and it would it was like literally <laughs> literally he'd say what's that and Glenn would say, or and uh, Ren would say no no what's that and he would go what's that and she said wait, yes wait. just do it like that and he'd go what's that no. I can do it now. Can I tell you? Here, yes. wait, listen, no, listen. I don't think. What's that? Sure. That's beautiful. What's that? Behind you. Um, instead, sorry. Instead of what's oh. that, um, more what's of that? a like, what's that? What's going on? Um, I'll do my line again. <sighs> oh, I hope so. Oh, that's beautiful. What's that? Um, emphasis on what, not emphasis on that. 
What's wait? What's, so say say it for me. So instead of what's that, do what's that? What's you, oh, what's, what's that like? What's that? Like pardon? What's that? What's that? What's that? Okay. What's that? <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's this? What's that? Okay. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's what's that? What's that? What what is that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's what's that? What's that? Okay. Okay. What's that? What's that? And one more time, okay. um, almost in passing, just kind of like a what's that? What's that? Perfect. That's that's the one I want. All right. There you go. See one, one more. I could put that. What's for, that? For safety. For, What's more for, for safety? safety? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I say. You know, I got that line used on me many, many, many a time when I was in radio plays and later directing um, mm-hmm. on set. And it just kind of comes naturally. Also, sometimes you really do need the take for safety. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you pop one of the words and then it's it's my, totally my true. favorite was that was awesome. Let's just do it one more time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there it's were the, a lot the of little bit of the carrot with the stick. Yeah. Like, no, that was yeah. perfect. That was great. We're just gonna do it one Safety more time. Safety is a very important thing, Daniel. Yeah, Ooh. but then you would say that that was awesome too. Let's do it again. Let's do it. It was let's never the last time. time. It's hard being a director when, as the editor, I got to listen to those and think, "Oh, this is the last time." No, it's not. Oh, this is the mm-hmm. la- no, it's not. Because I could see that there are more and more of them later on. But you know, that's that's what what you have to do. I I just did a video shoot a couple weeks ago, and they used that trick on me there too. It's like that was good. Let's do it once more for safety. And I know that what he really meant is it wasn't that that good. I could use it, but I, let's do it again because I would be safer. Oh, yeah. My job would be safer if you were better. And so, and when you're safety, editing. When when you're listening to them all and going, you know, is this the last one? No, but but there's always that hope because you've listened to it fifty times, and because <laughs> I do a lot of audio editing for theater too, and and it's exactly the same thing. You're like, really? It it gets better than this? Well, all right, all right. I could. Oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah, they're right. Yeah. What's that? What's that? It, What's it, that? Yeah. What's that? Well, yeah, and Ren was also trying to lead a bunch of amateurs into saying things <laughs> properly. And I, with some of those lines, I was like, oh, my God, there's so many different line readings. And, in fact, Ren mm. sent me a, a supplemental audio file later of, of several of her characters with <laughs> with uh, re-recording because her voice was getting scratchy at the end. And those are hilarious because you would send it to me with, like, seven different – like, not just seven different tries, but seven completely different line readings. And I'd sit there <laughs> and I'd be like, what do I do with this? And, and so I would I would literally, like – be like, not that one, not that one, maybe that one, not that one. And so out of those seven, I'd, I'd pick two, and then I'd play those back, and I'd be like, I like that one. Although I will say this, I always went with the ones we did on the night if I could help it, because mm. um, in general, I like those better. Um, something about them, especially Dot in Tesla, uh, that was a gr- that was just a, such a great performance that that I, I, I really fell in love with that, and I did not want yeah. to lose some of those turns of phrase, but toward the end, it 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 was breaking down. Like, what is that about happening, Doctor? Kind of sounding kind of like I'm crying. 
crying. Yeah, and there was lots what? of cracking voices. And what's that? Oh, so much cracking. Nikola Tesla. <laughs> yeah. So, so so some of that came out. It was, it was fun to listen to the final edit because I didn't know where you were going to swap stuff in. So Ren suddenly has a different accent through the whole Jenny Lane thing. <laughs> yeah, we completely heard. replaced. And then accent. of course Monty is French as Jules Verne. <laughs> Yeah. Except it's, it's not, not Monty. even Monty. No, well, it's not Monty. Who is it? No, because Monty John tried Moltz. the French and he couldn't do it, so he didn't. Then he turned it into English, yes. and then we ended up having John we John Moltz do it. Guest John Moltz. Do, oh, it's do, do Belloc <laughs> uh, from Raiders of the wow. Lost Ark. I will. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It was like he does sound like Belloc, which which was hilarious to me. And yeah. also, he was the one time that like I know I've gotten comments before about how Syracuse and I and I sound alike, but when I heard Moltz doing a French accent oh for a second, God. I was like, "Is that me? Is that me?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Ren, it did go on long. Ren in in uh, in Timothy in, in Timmy Preston, uh, she oh, did God. that as a kind of a dame kind of voice, except that that she also did a, a, a similar, not the same, but a similar voice in the fog. And those are back to back. And so she re-recorded that and did a version that's the one that's in there that's a little more you know a little more high pitched. And then she did a version where she took that even further, and it was like Mickey Mouse, and I, that didn't go. It was <laughs> oh, fascinating. No, but I didn't think that one would yeah. actually work, but I ended up taking an entire take of like oh scoutmaster look at what we have here just oh, because i did man. one line and it just cracked yeah. me up so much that i'm just like fuck it yeah. i'm going with it. yeah <laughs> yeah and this is an after dark so you can say that don't work blue yeah. Yeah. well yeah. I, and now i have sworn twice <laughs> i just loved how i mean even though the voices were similar they were also very distinct you know, that was that was very cool. Yeah, but well, I'm glad they're more distinct now. I, I had um, trouble when I was listening <laughs> yes. through it, of course. It's like I knew Ren was doing all the female voices except Lisa's. And I still, I think you did a wonderful uh, job. And Sarah, Steve, it. and Jason. Yes, yes, Steve and I, and and Sarah Barber's got a couple of lines. Where, where's Sarah in? I didn't catch her. She Sarah is the she's woman. the mystery. It's woman gone. What's that? It's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> and then she also does the um, river song. The river song at the end. Oh, that's why that was different. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah, and she did that mostly in an English accent, but the first one that Ren had her do was. Uh, was an American accent, and I actually liked that better. I like dropping in an American accent in there just to differentiate it. In from... the midst of the craziness of Tesla. Yeah, the yeah, from the other American characters. Accent. Yeah. Of course, Sarah's Serbian, and no way. <laughs> She's doing a <laughs> French perfect. accent. Yes. And... She's doing a special, a special accent. No, I had a lot of fun, um, despite wanting to occasionally strangle people. Um, the directing this Damn. was a lot of fun and the What's first that? time that I have directed anything since 2009. So getting back on the wagon with, you know, craziness of uh, April Fool's Day was a was a good way to start. You uh, did a great job. That's the first time I recorded voice dialogue since 2002. <laughs> oh, it's man, been I a long doing time. Radio plays. Yeah. So it's like I yeah. did my my college one of my like my junior college thesis um, was on radio play production and on modern radio day pl- play production and adapting older radio plays to the modern environment and so being able to do it again and actually having an excuse to delve deep into the all right let's focus on word emphasis and how does this actually sound in the reader's ears like it made me so happy and it made me doubly happy that i didn't have to edit it after i directed Uh, (laughs) well that was the funny part the experience i had was uh when i was in college i put together a a parody for a club I was in, which was the Japanese Animation Club. <laughs> and so I edited together clips from a bunch of different shows that we had watched and then had people loop new dialogue in 
and added sound effects and everything, which came out to be like, you know, a 20 minute sort of TV episode. And I, you know, having done that, I can fully, you know, sympathize with the amount of work Jason had to do because it was it was hellish, especially with video, which makes it even worse in many ways. Yeah, well, thank goodness I didn't have to do that. You know, I, I, I had a lot of video in high school and, um, you know, I had the podcast every week. And getting the dialogue together wasn't that bad. Getting the sound effects and uh, different kind of vocal processing and swapping in entire new runs of dialogue and um, sound effects, man, room tone too. But sound effects are hard because some of them are, are, are okay and you get the hang of putting in footsteps and stuff like that. But you can't miss... You know, it's really easy to miss them, and sometimes you can you can go by without them, and other times you've got to have them. And then, um, and then fights. I, I I still don't know how you do fight scenes. I threw in a bunch <laughs> of punch sounds and 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 some music, and hope that it would just be like suffice it to say they're scuffling. And uh, although with yeah. uh, with Tesla, I like it because they, they do some punching at the beginning, and then there's like monologuing, and I like to imagine <laughs> that they that they broke for a moment, and they had time to monologue, and then Glenn gives him the hook, and he falls down. But I, I did I did want to record myself sounding more like I was being hit in the fog. I felt like I was too calm while I was being beaten up. Yeah, I did want to record myself beating Glenn as the fog. <laughs> I, mean, I wanted that in Dan did Dan did <laughs> offer to come here to fly to Seattle if he was going to ticket so he could have for old... for verisimilitude. To beat exactly. up Glenn for <laughs> verisimilitude, I just, just I really well, we're method. You know, yeah. we are we are we are we are devoted to our. Now you're. I don't know what actors. I'm going to do with my basement full of men here, though. They're all sitting <laughs> here. God, you have a, you have a rocks. you have a basement full of men there. You know that was that was <laughs> the, the worst. That was the worst so- sound, sound effect. effect. That was the hardest sound effect to do. <laughs> well, okay. As I recall, was... I was told to find a rock and throw it against a basement floor. And there are not, as it turns, there it's hard to find rocks. Rock okay, men here. It's hard to find men here's these days. Surprisingly, there are not many rocks in urban Somerville. Who knew? So I found. I mean, th- there was your sound effect, and there was a, a, a stock sound effect that I found, and then and then I actually found like an impact sound effect that was that was other stuff, but one of the impacts was like a plastic or garbage or something like that but one of them was pretty cleanly just like a big thump and i put them together i actually stacked them all <laughs> and that made a a decent men here sound but that was one of the last ones that and the handcuffs at the end of uh of jenny lane oh, took uh they, they took a while although in the end what the one thing that that i really didn't think was going to work for a while was the whole um can we put the body down sir thing <laughs> and in the end so I feel it's so it's kind of funny it's like that. a gag now because there's grunting while 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 jenny lane and mcnulty are talking <laughs> there's all this grunting in the background and then they drop him and uh, at steve and lutz's direction a- steve lutz sent me an email and his note was it should drop like a sack of potatoes because it'll be really yeah. funny. And I was like, yes, let's do that. And so now the body drops like a huge thud because the it cops works are so lazy. well. It does work well. No, I feel very silly because when I went for the like what two days before we were set to set this podcast live, I went through and gave you detailed notes yes. and also went, okay, we need. 33 more sound effects. Um, Dan, why don't you come over and let's play around in my basement and make sounds for three hours. And one of the things on my list was 
fall down and have somebody dragging a body around. <laughs> and I just, I forgot to record it for whatever reason. Oh, dear. So. Yeah. Poor well, was, I had funny. to fall on that floor a lot of times, incidentally, and my hip has not been the same since. Mm. When, uh, when I was in was college, I worked on a show uh, in college. Um, it was called The Course Actors Plays, something like that. There's a British guy who wrote this book about the course actor. It's sort of about like regional theater, a little summer stock and, and um, small theater. And then he wrote these plays that were based on, and they were supposed to be funny, these plays that are all genre plays, but they're all parodies of the style. So they're being acted poorly in a genre parody. So there'd be like the Cherry mm. Sisters as a as a checkoff parody. And a friend and I did the sound effects for oh, that, wow. you know, cutting, splicing tape, uh, old reel-to-reel tape in after we record it from CDs, I think, because you couldn't burn CDs then. It was so long ago, you had CDs and you couldn't burn new ones. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we had this whole, the sound effect instructions were incredibly elaborate in the script. So we had this thing where it was supposed to be like ship's timbers. One of the plays was some kind of nautical thing and the ship's timbers are creaking. And then the stage directions are the, the sound effect runs out and it bursts into a theme song from something. So that was a, that was a hoot, but we're using razor blades, not this fancy mm. logic stuff you have. Wow. Good one, Glenn. There At least it go. wasn't wax, <laughs> wax wow, cylinders. Okay. I, 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 have, wax I have nothing cylinders. to add to that. Was fun in the old days. Why did the podcast? Yeah. Boy, this is better. This is my third. What's that? What's, <laughs> What's that? that? <laughs> What's that? I say. Oh my! Come goodness. out, you. What's that? What's that? So I, I got uh, the feedback has been fantastic, and 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 something that that Mike Hurley asked me was um, about um, you know was was I concerned about response to it, and and my response was we do this for fun, so I kind of wasn't. And it's kind of freeing. That's one of the great things about doing the incomparable is that it's not a, you know, it's not a business decision. And I'm worried about what the audience will say. I mean, I get feedback sometimes from people. There was a guy on Twitter who said, oh, it's a comic book club episode of the incomparable. So I'll just delete that. And I wrote to him and I said, you know, I'm, I'm do I'm going to not, I'm not going to stop doing them. Because I right. like them, and I'm not going to make I'm not going to make them really obscure, and I'm not going to do it every week. But you know, there's something nice about being able to say, "Let's do it." And that for this, you know, I, there was no risk. Our time was at risk if if everybody thought it was a waste of of time. And why did we put in all the effort? But you know, that that's the great thing about these off format episodes, and whether it's an April Fool's project or something else, is that it's just it's just fun to do something different. And we've been talking. I think we've been talking about doing a radio drama. Uh, or something, or an audio play. For about two for, years. For, yes, that we actually talked mm. about it for last April Fool's and, di- and didn't do it, and we're talking about it before then, because it seems like a natural way to mess up the podcast format and turn it into a different kind of audio format. And it wasn't until... Um, and we we sort of like talked about it last year and it, it never happened. And so then in December, I actually found the email here. On December 21st, I sent... Uh, an email around after having a Twitter exchange with David where I said, you know, we're talking about doing a old time radio play thing for April Fool's Day, giving us plenty of time. And uh, and then we kind of threw out a bunch of crazy ideas and David threw out his ideas. And and that's that's where this thing really kicked off for this time was back in December. And then the the, the script came together in what would you say mid-March? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did. I, I went away, and uh, as you said in the other podcast, um, I went away for a while. Yes, um, and trained in Tibet. Yes, took and, a walk in the uh, woods, pondered. But but you know, it was it was sort of like I mean, I, I grew up with all this stuff. I grew up with Bob and Ray and the Shadow and and you know all you know all the different 
um, things. And uh, so a lot of it is just sort of reflex, but, but I wanted to make sure I got it right. So I went back and listened to a whole lot of stuff. I listened to about 10 episodes of the shadow and, you know, countless Bob and Ray. I mean, th- this was really hard work. Um, <laughs> poor you poor guy. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, um, but then, I, but then when I sat down, I was like, all right, I know I, you know, I want, I want to work this in and this and this and this and this. And, you know, and again, thinking about the people that listen to the show and the people that make the show, and I was like, well, all right, um, Timmy Preston is essentially a Star Trek spoof wrapped in Tom Corbett space cadet. Um, the fog is the shadow is Batman. Um, Jenny Lane. I mean, yeah, Nancy Drew, but it's yeah, just a murder mystery. And, um, Tesla is of course, Dr. Who. And, and I knew right away, it was like, once I, once I hit on that, it was like, okay, that's the big finish. So uh-huh. no pun intended. Um, but yeah, I mean, my outline for this is maybe half a page. It's that simple. And it's kind of like what you were saying about uh, this being freeing. Um, I just sat down and wrote. I didn't think. I just went, Phoom. and I And, you know, the fog is not exactly um, a rigidly plotted uh, my, mystery story my, or anything. My favorite bit um, about that was when we were, rec- I think we were doing the pickups for it. And yes. We, when he was, whoever was reading the announcer said, sing a song of murder. And so it goes, what is that? There's no murder. There's no, There's no music. No song. And all of us went, huh. Tonight's episode, sing a song of murder. Can we hold for a second? I'm curious why the episode is called Sing a Song of Murder when no one is actually murdered. <laughs> and there are no songs. Wow. <laughs> David? That, that's exactly why. That's All right. It didn't, it didn't occur to me until you just said that. Nailed it. <laughs> and, well, that was intentional. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was it, it, that's why. That was intentional. You answered yeah, your own question. No, but it was great. Like, but it yeah, was oh, funny yeah. that none of us realized it until like <laughs> two days after we recorded it all. Wait a and, minute. And you know, it's it's not you know it's it's in no way realistic, obviously. But it was it was just freeing to write untethered from logic. You know, it's got it's got radio show logic. Sure. Um, and you know, you take out the references, you take out the jokes. Because the way I was just trying to describe it to people was, you know, it's not exactly a spoof. It's not, you know, it's a it's a pastiche that's funnier than a pastiche. But, you know, you take out the jokes and the references. These could fit on 1940s radio. I mean, that could be an episode of The Shadow. That's what um, I like. That, I like that you t- paid such a loving tribute to it because I grew up uh, apparently – all of us are time travelers. We all grew up listening to shows that were aired 30 to 60 years before we were born. Yep. But um, oh, yeah. I, had a, I had a teacher who was a real nut about old radio shows, and he was collecting. You know, At that point, people were passing around cassette tapes that mm-hmm. were from real real tapes or some people had access or whatever. You know, This is in the 1970s. And so he had listening stations You know, where you could do like reading drills and things like that. And you're ex- if you were extra special and you did your work on time, you could listen to old radio stuff. And I got hooked on oh, it, wow. listened to that, and then... And uh, if um, 
people are of a certain age. There was the CBS Radio Mystery Theater that mm-hmm. aired for, I had to look it up. I'm looking it up now. Eight years with uh, E.G. Marshall, who had hosted mm-hmm. some of the, was the voice of some of the original radio shows, serials and things back in the early radio days. And uh, they did, I was looking at this in Wikipedia, they did 1,400 original episodes over eight years. And Tammy Grimes took over, know her voice really well. So I'd go to bed, I think a lot of nights when yes. I was maybe in my single digits, oh, yes. still listening to these sometimes super creepy, mm. um, you know, things sometimes <laughs> Cold War themed. I remember one about the Cold War, but these mm-hmm. great, you know, they aired this thing like crazy. And so oh, it was you know, five can, nights a week. Yeah, exactly. Where, where it was an hour, 45 minutes. Well, right. I was, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the amount that they put into this, I was looking up recently just for some research on something else, um, the Lone Ranger. And there's like mm. 5,000 episodes of yeah, that show. It's like, it's, no one ever yeah. slept. They had lots of coffee and cigarettes, and they just wrote and wrote and wrote and recorded and recorded and recorded. Reminded me of the, uh, the, Phantom, the Phantom Empire from our uh, previous <laughs> April <laughs> Fool's <laughs> year. Like, you got the idea. They just kind of knocked that out, right? Like, all right, get Gene Altry on the horse. Yeah, there's not a lot of logic there. Well, I thought we well, met, we fit pretty well in because, in fact, even though you know David and I were talking earlier on or earlier today on Twitter about someone was talking about how much time it took, and I'm like, well, we, you know, it was six hours plus you know a thousand hours of editing and, and roughly pickups and so forth. <laughs> you did a thousand hours in a week somehow. The hardest yeah, week. But in the ever 1940s, done. they all did it live. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh right, yeah, yeah. but they'd have well, rehearsals. Yeah, but if we were recording ahead, and and, but uh, we could have done, we could have spent 20 hours on this too. I mean, all of us individually together, I mean, probably, you know, did with all the voice pickups. Um, but yeah, the, that's right. They were, I mean, it was a production machine. So I'm just saying we sounded a little bit more like some of those shows that were being cranked out because they, you know, they were doing Foley. They're doing live Foley effects in the studio. A guy was sitting there breaking a sheet of glass and if it didn't break, well, they did something else and they just, yeah, they, on. they would ad lib. Well, it was really great. A couple of weeks ago, um, the college where we're at, my wife works at uh, Hanover College here, and they have a, an artist series of touring groups that come in every year. And this year they had a group called the Intergalactic Nemesis, which it's it's from Austin, Texas. They, I, I think it, it actually started as just a stage play, and they adapted it, and they've you know worked on it for several years. And they actually have three episodes that they do now. And what it is, it's it's basically a live radio show on stage with the Foley artist at the center of the stage oh, doing everything. Fun. And the actors, uh, it's two men and one woman, and they're in, you know, fancy, you know, the, the men are in not quite tuxedos, but close to it. And, and the women are, are in uh, uh, fancy gowns. And then projected behind them, you know, the lights are, are pretty low, projected behind them it they they bill it as a live action graphic novel and so the hmm. entire thing is illustrated it just doesn't have dialogue bubbles and hmm. it is a flat out 1940s uh intergalactic space adventure that starts as like a raiders of the lost ark thing hmm. um a lot of fun and so they did two of the episodes here and it was great to watch that right before doing this because it was like oh well, I've got the voices again. Here we go. Um, and, and it's a lot of fun. And you can, and they have the actual graphic novels that you can buy. They've got the CDs of the uh, recording. And I think the third one comes out this fall. Great fun. If, if, if it ever shows up around, I think they're, they're in New York right now, but they tour around the country and they have, I think they have two groups that tour around. Um, well worth finding. It was great fun. And the boys, um, I have, I have an eight-year-old and eleven-year-old. They were wrapped through the whole thing. 
They loved it. What were they wrapped in? Yes, we, uh, an old prospector has joined us. Are you recording, <laughs> by the way, old prospector? <laughs> I'm recording. All right, excellent. What, what else would I be doing there, Jason? Dag nabbit? Cons. Walter Dash. Intergalactic what now? Actually, on that note, David, um, if anybody has ever heard of, and if you haven't, you should go check out the Thrilling Adventure Hour, which uh-huh. is uh-huh. very similar live theater, but is also recorded as a you know live 1940s-esque radio play. And it is done at the Largo Coronet Theater in Los Angeles with lots and lots of actors you may recognize, Ooh. including people like John Hodgman and Mindy Colling and Nathan Fillion. Mm. Like basically every Urbanic. actor you love who lives in Los Angeles comes and does something. Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, people, yeah, it's fantastic. Know. Paget Brewster. Um, it's amazing, and they it's just they did a Kickstarter so a couple of, couple of months ago. They're actually doing a, like a giant graphic novel version of all the recurring stories. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, what is it that Paul F. Tompkins does the the like the Nick and Nora that deal with X Files ish things, but they're always drunk. What is that yes. called? Oh, it's not Sparks Nevada. Um, no, no. Uh, it'll come to me. So Steve, um, Steve Lutz is here, and I wanted to, I wanted to say that um, we were talking about radio stuff that we listen to, and KNVR in San Francisco on Sunday nights would play old time radio. They they did Dragnet and a few other things, and I was reminded of Dragnet while listening to the Ratatat uh, delivery of extremely competent Detective McNulty <laughs> in Jenny Lane, played by, of course, Steve yeah. Lutz and not Scott McNulty, which confused Scott McNulty to no end. Hello. <laughs> Red like blood? Or the killer was wearing red? Fee, you're drunk. Wake up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I kept seeing McNulty. Irish. I looked at it several times and I saw McNulty. Imagine how I feel. <laughs> Yes, because he was, Which was half too. the reason. I Hello. actually feel like I'm a part of Scott McNulty now. He's he, you know, it it, it uh, <laughs> but he had to be Percival Lane, the uh, the district attorney. That, that well, of part course he did. was Ooh. I know it was, I know it was written for him, but it really was written for him. It was so perfectly Scott personality. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I was telling David on Twitter that uh, I wished I had known in advance that I was going to be doing announcing because then I would have deployed something other than my man with a bean in his nose voice for <laughs> McNulty. <laughs> No, but that was good. That was the deadpan. Okay. That's a deadpan Jack Friday kind of thing. And of course, he he's got it all mapped out. And and David was pointing out to me that you know he's <laughs> relentlessly competent, and it doesn't matter because the the, the, the teenage girl competent. solves the crime. Right. I, just I like do, how it works in real life. And, and, I do like that bit at the end. Didn't it actually? It does say. It does say read. that now. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like it says read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. great work, Jenny. <laughs> oh. Reed Reed Hastings, the <laughs> poor, Netflix. Poor McNulty. Gosh, if I spent thirty seconds to look at this instead of listening to you, then. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe we oh, work this just, out a little sooner. I, so, so many things in Jenny I loved. I, I loved the just. It's a clue. Um, and, Spot on. And, but yeah, but reading... John John Syracuse is the butler, right? I got that. Yes. Right. yes. All right, good. I was listening for him. Oh, I have I have a script question. Four lines. 
Yes, John. Why is why is M I apostrophe L U D? What the hell is that supposed Malud. to be? Lord, L U D. Yeah. I object to that. Can we get some? Can we get some on the set rewrites? Oh God. <laughs> he's got three lines, and he's going to nitpick all three of them. My my favorite Scott McNulty line is not a peep. <laughs> I, I was gonna say my, my favorite was because because it sounded exactly the way I heard it in my head. So I was like, ooh, was um, well uh, as the DA, I have no reason for being there. For being yes. there but knowing yeah, you, Jenny, <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. So so we were talking about how how it's it's faithful, but then it's also got jokes. It's not quite a pastiche. It's not quite a parody. You know what I what I like about it is that there there is that layer of meta in it, but it's not. It felt it felt not overbearing. Like we we yes we have the what does that even mean? I don't right. know. Right, right? Well, in every which bit. comes up like seven separate times. <laughs> I did not I notice that until I was listening to it. Was yeah, like, but the, the last one I think is Lisa, and, and hers is just so over the top. Her voice is so great in that that I just I bust up when I what hear it. What does that even mean? I don't even know. <laughs> it's just great. So, so Lisa is uh, Trudy. Yeah, I was going to say, Sarah said that she could play Rita, if you right. want. I'd, I'd Sarah- love to. I was reading through it, and I thought that she'd be fun to do in a sort of Lena Lamont. Yeah. <laughs> what am I, dumb or something? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Leave Gerald. Why would I ever give you that idea? Oh, wow. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Rita. Reed wouldn't know the time of day twice a day, even if the clock were broken. I don't know what that <laughs> oh means. God. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Can you, Lisa, can you do me a favor and sing, mm-hmm. A Parson Can Develop a Cold? <laughs> a can Develop a Cold. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy now cow. say, gee, Mr. J. <laughs> so, ne- so next month we're doing Guys and Dolls, is that right? <laughs> and I, I was like, you know, I was trying to think when when I was still when you were sending like the bits and pieces to listen to and and I'm thinking oh well at least Timmy Preston is safe Timmy Preston doesn't have one of those because I don't even know what that means jump and jump. I was like oh well it happens twice technically with the Deus Ex Machina business so yeah that's right it's good though it does become somewhat of a running gag I I would say the most surprising thing about this entire process was I had no idea Lisa could do. Excellent impressions, uh, and I, it was, I almost fell over when she yeah. did her amazing Billy or uh, Judy Holiday amazing. And, oh. and then on Twitter, she said it tickles her no end among everything else that I was so surprised by that. I did not know this skill of yeah. hers and Phil's. I knew Phil could do could do voices, but he, the two of them together are some Nick and Nora. Holy was, cats, oh. honey! Yeah, well, when oh, is when when you said you had cast me. them for the coffee, I was like, I had already played it <laughs> back in my head and was like, this is going to be so good. I, I knew that was going to work out. That was, and we already had to record Phil because he was going to do. David wrote Phil doing the Macworld <laughs> Pundit Showdown into the script, so yes. we knew we got had it. And so he's in the beginning and the end, and of course, David Wait, is I that guess recorded we say that fresh? joke. You didn't actually pull yeah, that from an existing podcast from an existing show. Oh, was that, no, that no, was it was it, it was it was a bespoke that joke. performance. Is, by Philip Michaels. Not know that. 
That joke is so obscure. I don't think anyone will get it. No, because you have to know you have to know Magnum PI and the MacWorld Pundit Showdown, and the only two people who know both are David Lore and (laughs) Philip Michaels. (laughs) So the joke is that on the MacWorld Pundit Showdown, when we check the scores, it's the Magnum PI theme. But it the first season of Magnum PI featured a different sort of old timey kind of theme and so it's like a very tinkly jazz thing yeah it's lovely while you hear the sounds of the ferrari to do it and so so in in the in the audio play phil introduces says we're going to check the scores and you hear the original magnum pi theme i noticed it was not the actual or like the later magnum pi right i did not make that connection no yeah go go look it up on youtube that's obscure because they still have the i mean it's just the original opening credits and when it first went into syndication because, I mean, I had seen it when it was originally on, but I had no memory of that credits because, you know, the the, the other one is so iconic. And, you know, you that's that theme. Is yeah. Just, was know, it my, were they both it. Mike Carpenter or and was one Carpenter and one was somebody else? It was somebody else. Oh, yeah. And they brought Mike Post and Pete Carpenter <laughs> in to, to do the new right. one. Right. Um, that's very and, funny. And so <laughs> when it went into syndication originally, they left them alone. And so the first time it comes on, I'm like, the hell is that? Yeah. That's not right. I thought they, Post and Carpenter were contractually obligated to write every theme. Maybe they missed the contract fine print. And that's why they had to revise it for the second season. They were busy working well, on the team. They uh, whatever they did, they, they 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 like stripped off the opening credits for the first three or four years and put the like the last season opening credits on <laughs> oh, the no. entire series now. So if that's you go great. on Netflix, it's all the like the weird font, and you're like, that's not Magnum that's PI's not Magnum font. PI. That's not right. But what's really weird is that 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 weird theme is it's the same opening sequence. It's pretty much. It's all yeah. the images are basically the same, and it's and I you know it's longer. It's weird. It's really yeah. weird. So that's yeah. so that's in there. That's an obscurity. Um. Yeah. There's so there's so um, many strange things else? in there. But yeah. uh. But but Phil and Phil and Lisa being in it was great. Lisa's voices. <laughs> I think I guess that's how we got into this part. Is Lisa's voices were. That 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 surprised me too. That was Phenomenal. that was amazing. I didn't know. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming everyone realized that I could do a ridiculous array of, of bad voices. Bad, a- bad that was just European accents. Yeah. It was a given. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Lisa, I just didn't. I thought she, you know. Yeah. I don't understand how anybody can listen to Lisa's normal voice and not realize that she is fabulous at mm. all manner of all voices. Well, she's very musical. She has a musical way of speaking. Yeah, however, but that doesn't mean necessarily you can pull out the unless you unless you've made a study of it, which she clearly has. And she's from the South, so she's playing when she's playing Trudy in <laughs> Jenny Lane. She that accent is not uh, to roots. entirely. We fake. didn't we didn't have a Mainer, David. That's the only missing accent here. We need some kind of grizzled lobsterman, which I cannot do. Uh, Having yeah. lived in Maine for two years, uh, yeah. I cannot. Nah, uh, yeah. Yep, that's New Hampshire. But we had prospectors, which we didn't we pro- almost have. We we had we made a list of all the references we wanted in here. We wanted zeppelins in there and other things. Right. Um, I also I don't think there was any dual eatage, was there? No, no, there was no, any eatage, no not even eatage. singular eatage. No eatage in there. But, I was uh, really sad. One thing I was sad that did not it was not in the script, but I was sad it didn't make it somewhere in the cut. Was right when you guys recorded the prospector. Right at the very end when David says, like, or one of you says, like, look up, up, you know, up there, you know, a flash of light. It can only mean. And I, I popped in the <laughs> robot, robot cowboy, cowboy coming through. Coming through. <laughs> it's like, why did yes. the robot cowboy not make the final cut? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been quite well, a, actually, let's say something for the sequel. A, a lasso made of lightning. It can only mean one thing. Robot cowboy that coming through. Funny. That's I how I to see that ended. robot cowboy, so, you know, solving some crimes. Yeah. That's uh, next time. Next time. A fiery steed, a man in black, a lasso made of lightning. It can only mean one thing. 
Robot cowboy coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Hitler again? Oh, gotta get my cardboard oiled. Gotta get that cardboard oiled. <laughs> and then Scott oh appears and says, Hello, Hitler. This radio drama is over. <laughs> see, see, I, I kind of thought, you know, it can only mean one thing. It's time to defend the indefensible. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh. Interesting. So, I'd, I'd like know. to call out Andy's performance while being shot and dying because that was a thing of beauty. Oh, it yeah, was written that, very yeah. well. I will say it was written well. well. It read funny on the script. And then and then his delivery, I laugh. I think I have to say, no offense to anyone else, nor myself, I had laughed the longest and hardest when Andy dies. <laughs> Dear God, good. Glenn, I hope you don't offend yourself. <laughs> My God. Oh, I, only, I try not to. Only the spoiler sensitive. horn had a better performance than that. That one it's was true. Yeah. The spoiler oh, horn made me very happy. The 10 minute spoiler horn. It, it's well, the, only the, uh, ever five seconds long, what? but every time it yeah. feels longer oh. and every time it, it feels, feels funnier. So well, you, you keep expecting time. it to end. <laughs> no, no, the second That's half the part. is it funnier doesn't... than the first half. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, one, the one right after the coffee commercial is the one that kills me. I don't know why. <laughs> now we're turning you to. Go for it. Yeah, you know, there were fewer, and I just kept putting more of them in, thinking. Yeah. Why am I skimping on the spoiler horn? It's not paid <laughs> by the you? honk. Well, I love how he, you know, he's presumably trying to be quiet and he's, you know, slinking around the museum. He's like, and da da da. He does, he fog. does kind of lose the element is of just surprise. really loud. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, the ringtone that somebody on Twitter said they made is. Um, Steve, there is a, somebody out there who is using Jupiter as their oh, ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my family picked me up the other day. I was down in in Louisville for a theater festival, and um, so they come down Sunday evening. I open the car door, and both of the kids just go jumping Jupiter. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Make that's it the stop. Best well, which I have to say, I I thought so in the in the final edit. Jason, I believe those are your kids, right? Doing the the the, the scoutmasters, scouts, the other, the other two scouts, which was also excellent, and and they also run around and and look for you know something to help, oh, yeah, right? Was, in the that background, was yeah, that was it's, excellent. It's, it's each of my kids, and also Ren uh, did a, did a bit because we we added that because there's this gap where they're supposed to be looking, but there was nothing recorded for it. Oh yeah, and and I, we had some clanking around, but but I thought it would be better if we had some like I don't see anything, so it's my daughter, and then it's Ren, and then it's my son. And then, and then they also did the scout pledge and the uh, who wants who wants Coco me me me. Right, right. So well, I could hear I could hear your daughter and like please pick me and yes. the Coco one, which is just adorable. <laughs> yeah, because because it's theoretically there are two other scouts there if you figure out the Jefty tubes, which is a Harlan Ellison reference that is also that people got, which Very blows nice. me away. No, blows me away. Although it does make my my dreadful child voice seem even creepier and more horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I meant to have you a little back in the mix during that, but instead you're yeah. up. For, I didn't get around to that, and so it's like uh, two real yeah. kids, and then Steve is there, and your voice goes up after <laughs> the first two lines, which is also weird. But it's uh, you know it's over now. Well, I'm that's not... good though. So you can you can sort of picture like some forty year old guy in the studio, like hunkered over the mic, trying to do the child voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like in and, old then, times. and then the, the actual kids. That are in the background, and I realized after a while of parsing the script that there theoretically there were these two other kids there, and and it, when when <laughs> we we had recorded everybody saying the kid dialogue, and it's like, well, there aren't eight other people on the ship, <laughs> so <laughs> something's got to give there. So that yeah, that sort of takes away from the needing five people part. 
So anyway, on three, we're just going to do me. One, two, me. One, two, me. All right. Three, two, one. Me. 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 All right. Good God. Uh, Super creepy. Wow. I ne- I'm not sleeping tonight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to hurt us. We won't let you try to hurt us or any of the other little children. Make with the hot chocolate, old man. I'm directing a remake of Carrie. Um, All right. So one more time, and let's just do a bunch of a bunch of interspersed me's. Um, so on three, two, one, and then we're just go just do like five or six me's, like me, 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 me. Like we'll just mix it up. All right, three, two, one. Me, 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 Oh my god, Lisa. Oh my god. Oh, oh, Mr. Scoutmaster. Oh, Mr. Scoutmaster. Is that all right? That was awesome. That was great. All right. Pretty amazing. Moving onward. I'm going to drink some water. That's right, kids. Okay. I won't be known for my lunatic laugh on the uncomparable anymore. It'll be. Just wait till the outtakes. Ready? In my head, they were cutting to the something that aired every week on the show, the scout oath of a whole bunch of scouts saying it. I wasn't thinking about it happening uh, live on the ship. Aha. But they, they, yes, they were on the ship. Oh. Yeah, um, are you going to release a supercut of 11 people poorly synchronized on Skype saying the, saying the uh, oath? I'm not sure the world needs to hear that. I, I know. <laughs> um, it could destroy things. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to mention that we added the, la- the, the prospector thing at the last minute, though, because that was, that was a late ad because we had to have prospectors. And it led to having a Western thing, which was really nice to get Western in there at mm. the end. And we got to have right. our cameo from our author, which is very nice. And then I love how it ends with the, you know, it can only mean one thing. And then we tune away and we will never know who that was and <laughs> what that was. That was great. Well, maybe next year. Maybe. I think my favorite short cameo is the fact that you managed to squeeze one line from Ben Boychuk yes. in there. Yes, he sent <laughs> me a file. What happened? What happened? <laughs> and it's a great one. He nails it. Yeah, he did a what bunch. What happened? Of, he did like eight different line readings, and I took the one where he sort of sounds like what a happened? penguin. Because <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's that? Because because he se- he sounds like a a guy who would be that voice is like a guy who would be at that opening. What happened? I don't understand. <laughs> I just donated money to this muse- museum. What's going well, on? Uh, yeah, it's a little kerfuffle in the museum. I tried to get some. Yeah, we tried to get you know m- most of the voices that have been on the podcast. So Dan Frakes does the roller derby ad, and that was good. I, the, that my was direction good. to Dan was just read it as fast as you can. <laughs> just it keep going. Faster. Strangely, it faster. Works. Yeah. I like how that's almost like a 1970s ad that just sort of appears there <laughs> yes. in the middle of the 1940s. Radio I just love, you know, on most of your network uh, affiliates, catch it. Catch it. That catch it just gets yeah, That's it. good oh, too, yeah. Oh, so the music, I should say. Chris Breen, um, the oh. great Chris Breen, did the music for this. And, and with the exception, there are a couple little stock bits, but almost entirely it's original music from him. The little drama bits in between some scenes, which he had. I gave him the script. I sent him some some early versions of it. And he and and, and uh, Steve made a suggestion that the network tones be the three tones at the end of the incomparable theme. And he, Steve mm-hmm. actually suggests we put them on at the end, but he it was in a different key, so I couldn't cut them out. Yeah, so instead that. they echo but um that was a great suggestion so we did that and then i suggested 
suggested to Chris that um, some, although not necessarily all, of the of the theme songs for the shows could be versions of the incomparable theme, and yes. almost all of them are. Uh, some more subtle than others. Uh, Timmy uh, Galaxy Scout is is just like it is the incomparable theme right. at, at like four x the speed. It's insane. So if you listen back, if you haven't it is noticed so that, it's so subtle and so well done. I did not notice I, that. I, yeah, I, I had no clue like until five times. You guys can't, started talking. You can't not about hear it. it once you know. Chris <laughs> yeah. shared. Chris well, uh, noticed that I mentioned. I asked about this on Twitter, and he shared me the folder of sounds, and I went through and listened to all of them, and I just started laughing oh. and laughing at his cleverness because it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I was I was listening to them trying to figure out because because the first time I heard it with music, I was like, "That's really good. Why do I know that? Where is that from?" <laughs> Where is that from? <laughs> I'm thinking it's got to be something. Well, maybe it's similar to something. And then I went then and then I listened to Timmy and went, "Oh!" Uh, and then yeah. I listened to the rest of them and went, "Oh do, do, my do, god!" Do, 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 do. And then actually the um the one that really gets me is now the one that's in the background of the Melcott Elevators ad. That is a yeah. that is a lounge okay. version of the incomparable. <laughs> that's you can you can see Mel Torme swinging. It's, it's been you know Chris did that. I haven't asked Chris to do anything since I asked him to do the that just the original theme, whatever that was, two and a half years ago. And uh, so it was fun for him to. I've been meaning to ask him to revisit it at some point for some reason, and this seemed like a really great reason. And he went to town. He didn't just do. I was thinking he'd do one or two, and I'd use them along with stock. And he ended up doing like twelve different. He did seven drama kind of cues plus a bunch of. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy how much how much stuff he did. So uh, you know, you can put those all in the intro rotation now. Uh, sure, I believe I... those go on the CD album that we will be releasing. Yes, on iTunes. You can you you can <laughs> you can buy the soundtrack. The, it's twenty one. He ended up doing twenty one different cues. Wow! Oh my god! Uh, if you count yeah. the uh, do yes. the little horns that happen in the commercial, the oh yeah, the coffee commercial. <laughs> um, I was shocked the first time I heard it because I couldn't believe you had found so many perfect public domain. <laughs> yeah, <music. laughs> amazing. How did you? I'm wow. that good. Steve, and then I'm I realized it, it all sounded sort of midi esque, and I thought, yeah. oh, somebody. Somebody made this yeah. specifically for that, but they they sound too good for him to have just pulled them off some website somewhere. Yep. So the only the only thing was that there were only those seven cues, and I I really tried to only use them in one thing, but some of them recur where it's like the same dramatic music in two of the different parts, and you know I didn't really want to do that, but I only you know I only had so many. There were only so many. And you want to do some transitions, right? You don't want everything to be. I kind of like the quiet transition, but I don't think it's it, it fits the action. So the only one that I think made it that's a truly quiet transition is when in Tesla they go to visit George Surratt, and it, there's just a fade out and a fade in of the birds chirping, yeah. which I really yeah. love that. But that's, you know, that's right. you know, it, you can't do that every time because you do want that like with the organ with the fog where it's like. Brrr! What will happen now? Yeah. And, well, well, it seems kind of that quiet, quiet transition is just as iconic of old time radio as the big stingers yeah. are. But I think most people associate the loud, you know, dramatic tones with right. radio oh, yeah. more than because people. I mean, yeah. that was right. You have you have moments where it'd be absolutely silent and you hear this footstep, footstep, right. footstep, right. creaking. That, that door. was that was something I learned as I went through it too. That I had to. Um, I, I had to let some stuff breathe where I was editing for dialogue, mm. and, th- and then I went back through mm. it, and I was like, you know, actually, there needs to be a lot more space here. Like, it, in the fog, we have people walking, and then the elevators open, and the door – there's a ding, and then the door opens. Those are Melcott elevators, right. by the way. It's the same ding. <laughs> um, oh, yes. The, the sponsor provided Ren is apparently the fastest rope in the West when she's tying up uh, Harris. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> early version. Where'd it go? Early version of duct tape. How do you think she got the job as – 
as uh, Simeon's Girl Friday. Oh, you know, boy. She can tie Ain't a knot. Maybe we shouldn't go too far down that path. David. Yeah, no, I remember listening. Um, Are you looking for the, the missing f- Horace? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm right here, big boy. Oh, my God. Boy. Hey, uh, David, I got a, question, a plot question for you. Why was Selden Harris stealing the glass sculptures in any case? And why did he think them? he could get away with it when uh, he was cornered with two people downstairs? How, how could yeah, he get away with it then? He kind, of, here, uh, he, he kind of closed the elevator after the, after the Horace was out of the barn. Oh, oh damn. Oh. Good night, everybody. <laughs> You've been great. Not really. Boo. Well, a good many are his herd to find. <laughs> oh my god yes men here is resilient anyway that's the that's the punchline yeah of- i'm not sure selden harris's plan was that good but there and there's your isaac asimov reference with some which somebody yes. also got on the selden on that, the internet that one, the the harlan someone getting the harlan reference and someone getting the asimov reference Those oh, i had somebody asked me, me directly said second foundation selden harris <laughs> uh, yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> That was not an accident. I should have been in a wheelchair. It would have made it even, or a fake wheelchair. Oh, Dane Marmot was an accident. This was not Dane an accident. Marmot was an accident. <laughs> what was the what's the punchline of that? <laughs> oh, well, so it's just time for another prospector that was, convention. That was before Dan. you were here. That's for. I'm sorry, I came in late. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? No, the, the short version is way, way back, like 20 years ago, when I thought of the fog. Originally, his name was Dane Marmot, and I thought. That's a little too silly for this. So so the fog now has a new name for all perpetuity. But <laughs> then I thought, well, that's the name of the actor. Okay. I can I can work that in. That'll Dan make like Marmot. two people yeah. smile who remember it. Dan Marmot so. and Glenn Feldspar. <laughs> Glenn oh, but Feldspar. yeah, the now the other thing Introducing of, <laughs> Guards. <laughs> um speaking of like, you know, was an the things that pop up while you're typing. So again, twenty something years I've had the fog here and as I'm typing, I go, the fog. I should have known you'd roll in. <laughs> 20 years. That, 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 that was one of my favorite lines in the entire thing. That one, made me, that one made me laugh out loud. <laughs> so when I was in high school, we used to make, um, we made movies, you know, terrible parody movies. And we made these James Bond parody movies. And they were, they were, they were rife with puns. And, you know, I never thought I would relive those days. And when I was editing The Fog, I relived those days. I was making those same laughs of like, oh, that joke is so bad. And, and it was great. It was great to, to relive that. Um, yeah, this, this was, you know, so I, I guess I should ask the, the big question in the room that, that, that people have been asking, which is, are, are we going to do this again? Two days, they, they give me. They give me two days of, of time, and then they ask me, are we going to do it again? Rather. My, yeah. Uh, Monday morning, <laughs> after hearing just the ads, both of the kids said, when's the next episode? I was like, okay. And then they listened to Timmy Preston and went, that's awesome. And, yeah, and, and again, like uh, the eight-year-old comes home yesterday with this drawing of a jumping planet Jupiter and uh, a giant cup of hot chocolate. And, and all he wanted was hot chocolate. And I was like, oh, my God, nice. what I have I you put done? the chili peppers in. So, well, I, you know. Well, it's time for the uh, uh, I used to drink. The incomparable spinoff. Uh, where we, where well, every week we do a 10-minute long radio drama. That's great. Yeah. Who's going to edit it? I'm quitting my job. I'll do it. Yeah, well, the, if well, we start charging, do, do then we can too. we can pay an editor. Ah, brilliant! We have a, uh, or we have, we have whole, sponsors, well, real sponsors. Well, I mean that's that's one thing I'm I'm we, trying we to do. Sponsors. Or I've, we I've create actually... fake shell companies to sponsor <laughs> us. 
I like how, how so well, few of the people on Twitter have any concept that Jason is actually a real living human being. <laughs> release the uh, editing machine. Release this episode, and like within a half hour, more, more. So are we not getting a Doctor Who flashback? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they, they, oh, keep, they keep pushing yes. the button, expecting another episode. Can, yeah. This is great can, and all, but uh, uh, you know, you guys, mo- time's of, wasting on the Doctor Who thing. Most of them were <laughs> actually uh, um, came on on Saturday night and Sunday morning after the Doctor Who episode aired, and I'm like, guys, if you knew what I was about to post, you would not be asking that question <laughs> i've got something else going on right now i didn't watch well, doctor who that's about that was about i still have all i had it. yeah oh my gosh go watch yeah. yeah i know i know um i, I was talking with, uh, with glenn about this before um one of the things that i want to do with my theater network twitter community website thing um we're we're looking into that's a lot of words build, there i know <laughs> well once. you know theater i have a bag of them it's yeah. it's awesome um but we're we're looking into setting up a podcast network of some sort that would have you know uh, nonfiction things like theater roundtables and interviews and you know all that kind of stuff, but would also do radio drama and would actually find sponsors to pay for it yeah. and grants to fund it. And because um, one of the things you know I love that idea. I've been listening to the BBC almost every night for the last couple of years, thanks to the internet mm-hmm. and. You know, they never stopped doing radio shows. Right. They never stopped doing any of this stuff. So it's like a couple of weeks ago over here, there are all these stories going, Tom Stoppard wrote a radio play. Oh, my God. And over in England, it's Tom Stoppard wrote another radio play. <laughs> well, and there was a Neil Gaiman do, one, too. They did the they, radio well, play. Well, yeah, the Neil Gaiman one. And, There's a publication called like, Radio Times, if I understand yeah. correctly, that comes out on a regular basis there. To well, things but it covers yeah. it covers TV well, too. Yeah, well, I like, mean, it's kind of like a TV, TV guide. guide. <laughs> yeah. But it's still the fact Basically. that radio. I mean, that's the advantage. It's got of radio, radio in the name, though, of a national broadcaster <laughs> that subsidizes everything. It's wonderful. So there's no exactly. I mean, the commercial pressure on that is right. is nil. So they can do good well, work. Yeah, and, and it's Socialism. you know again, Yay. like over here we have. Over here we go, ooh, Benedict Cumberbatch, ooh. And over there, he's Benedict the voice of... Cumberbatch, of Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, Benedict <laughs> He's the voice of young Rumple of the Bailey on oh. the radio. Bizarre. He's in Neverwhere. He's in, uh, well, he's in a, like at least one big finished Doctor Who. He's like uh, the Jude Law of radio is. shows over there. <laughs> and, and he's the third build star on a radio sitcom called Cabin Pressure, which if you haven't heard it, find it it's fantastic it's it's just flat out farce and um and he keeps going back to do it because he loves doing it and this they just they recorded the fourth series of it in december and they released it through like february and march and for the first time they had you know like standing room only they had like tens of thousands of people writing in to get tickets to the the tapings uh because he's benedict cumberbatch now um but he's going to keep coming back and doing it because he loves it, which is nuts. And they're working around his Sherlock and Star Trek schedules. And um, and, and they're writing in all – again, they write in all kinds of in-jokes. There's one episode where there's a mystery and, and they keep saying, well, uh, who are you, what, what are you trying to do? Well, I'm trying to be um, something like a, um, a Miss Marple type. And the, the audience goes nuts, and you know, so they keep bringing up different detectives and never bringing up Sherlock. Um, but yeah, it's just it's part of the culture over there, and it's so much fun. Yeah, and and you know, we think about podcasting, 
And it's very easy to start focusing in on what podcasts are as being. It's interviews and conversations, and uh, that's mostly what it is, right? But uh, mm-hmm. it's in the end, it's a, an audio uh, broadcast platform, and that, that, that file can be anything. That file can contain any kind of audio content you want it to. And I, I think that's why it was cool for us to do this project, but I, it also is a reminder that, you know— we need to not think of podcasting as a uh, two or three people having a conversation about a topic medium and think that it might be um, it, it it can do more than that. It can do some different right. stuff, and it's it's cool to to uh, think of it that way. That that gives opportunities for things like audio plays to reach an audience, um, even though you know they died on commercial radio in the U.S. many many years ago. Although I should point out, having recently bought a new car that has a free trial of Sirius XM, there Ooh. is an all old time radio channel on Ooh. Sirius XM oh, radio. Yeah. Oh and yeah, it has not it has not left my radio since I bought the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, there <laughs> there are a lot just of synergy. You know, there there are a lot of podcasts that just take old time radio shows and throw them up there. And there's one because um, and they just do, do kind of random stuff. Uh, but there's one that runs this series regularly. Uh, I think it ran for about 20 years called Mr. Keen, Tracer of Lost Persons. Yes, I've heard that. And that's, well, Bob and Ray. 70s. The only reason I know it is because of Bob and Ray, because they did Mr. Trace, Keener Than Most Persons. <laughs> and it's it's all about how brilliant the detective is compared to his sidekick. And and actually, the the one thing I lifted... As it's it's an homage. It's not lifting. It's an homage. <laughs> is right. is the the uh, what are you doing? Why are you shooting me? That that is straight out of Mister Trace, keener than most persons. Um, which is part of why I wanted to get Bob and Ray in the end there. I've got to dig uh, up some Bob static. and Ray, <clears throat> given how much you and Andy clearly uh, love them. Yeah. Oh, Steve, that's, that, now what, Steve, that's uh, one grave of the two robbery. Chris Elliott's father, right? Is that that's right? right. Yeah. Bob oh, Bob Elliott. Elliott. Uh, I, I in recall. Fact, that from uh, Get a Life when it was briefly on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, a week ago today was his 90th birthday. Wow. He's still I kicking? Think. He's still kicking. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they, they influenced Bob Newhart. If you think about it, um, all of, of Newhart's albums where it's, you know, he's all doing the phone calls and stuff. Yeah. It's just Bob without Ray. <laughs> it's just one half of that conversation. Bob minus Ray. Yeah. Hi, Bob. Yeah. Um, um and, and the way the way he put it is the funniest things are always on the other side of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which it, yep. it's kind of true because yep. you're trying to you're trying to fill in the blank. And I think I knew him right. from um, the Garrison Keeler because he was on one of Garrison Keeler's. That's shows, right. I think yeah. So that's I, right. I, was I remember his... hearing him on that. And, you know, because my parents would listen to Garrison Keeler, and my dad sort of you know gave me. I think he gave me a. A Bob and Ray collection at some wait, point. Wait a minute, you know, are you saying that the tape? Bob in this equation is Bob Newhart? No, 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 no. no, no. Bob Elliott. Oh, no, no, no. Bob Elliott. I was going to say Newhart's father on Newhart. That's a piece of information I did not. That was the, you missed the plot twist at the end of Newhart. Is mm. that plot? He wakes up in bed with Bob Elliott. Yeah. Now, before we go, I wanted to also give a little bit more praise to to Steve. Only because Steve did a great job with the fog announcer and didn't know he was going to do it until like one second before he did it. <laughs> oh, thank you. So sir. that was, uh, you know, and and you did use sort of your detective voice, but it worked really well. And, it was and it was perfect for that. You and the spoiler horn were made for each other. Oh yeah, 
Well, we are we are seeing each other now uh, on Fridays. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And <laughs> yeah. and of course, you got to cart out the old prospector, which we we has has made many appearances in various after darks. And <laughs> that is good news. I'm only I'm only sad you weren't able to dig up the original Skeletor audio for the opener. No, but I did. I did throw in the your uh, uh, your yeah. I, so, yes, the web store audio. <laughs> your is web there. store ad. It, it would have only been there. that much better if the Skeletor audio had been in there. But uh, it was. Pretty we don't good, know I where that is. I, yeah. no, I do love somewhere. how many uh, next year uh, parodies of Saturday morning kids cartoons. Obviously, though. <laughs> well, I love how oh many God, people. Oh my God, those would be so fun to write. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I, I love how many people kept keep writing it on Twitter like. You forgot this is set the Alpha Five. Like, that only works in sequels. In number two, yeah. We yeah. we could actually take our pilots from the uh, the TV show the, oh, the TV show God. draft next year could be the pilots. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that's I like well, the vampire one. Isn't there a vampire one, Dan? Vampires? Yeah, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I made a vampire one. I, I don't know that that actually yeah. should ever be revisited. To the moon, so Alice. so to so the moon. before we go, I want to read I, I want to read a few comments uh, from the listeners because I think that's fun. Um, uh, Brandon Minich says. Uh, I've listened to the radio drama three full times, including staying in the car as if I couldn't pause it. Do I have a problem? Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. yes, We caused it, but it's your Big problem time. now. Thank you, but yes. Um, uh, Benjamin Esham says, I just listened to the radio drama episode. I love you guys so much in all caps. We love you too. Um, here's a good one. Uh, Junie asked, I love the fog. I thought the fog has no real power, but perhaps people just did what he want what they, what he wanted them to do in order to stop his hand waving. True, and David's response is maybe that is his power to annoy you into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, that a power that, a power I share with never him reveals his secret. Yeah. Whatever you say, chief. That was, <laughs> you know, that's another one of those lines that always gets me. Just, what are you, you doing, waving chief? your hand in my face? Yeah. You, I was never. Here. Or, or what are you waving your hand at me? I did like the reverb you put under that, though. That just a little add, a little to that's, that's, that's all me. Performance. That's all me. I'm all. Oh, I, just, I do my own reverb. <laughs> You've got a Wawa pedal. And my, my own stunts. Your, so your belly you is wa- your reverb. <clears throat> we call you Wawa. Right. Yes, my belly is my shock mat. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Jim Murphy made a jump and juice, jump and Jupiter <laughs> text alert tone. Terrifying. <laughs> that is horrifying. Um. Yeah. Exactly right. What else? Uh, and several people did did like. So I, Several the, people the don't follow us. The sound of my voice is, is coming from a man's pocket. At yes, this, at this very, very moment. moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god! The um, oh. several people didn't listen to our ridiculous uh, uh, self promotion on Twitter, nor did they carefully check the five by five website to see what's going on. They just let their little podcatcher catch the files and then they play them back. And that was, I thought gratifying too, that several people said, I thought this was going to be a regular episode. And then all of a sudden I was wondering what was going on and I kept waiting for it to go back to the regular episode and it never did. Those are all the same suckers who got fooled by the uh, Orson Welles, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah that's why i wanted um that's why i w- decided we, we were talking about what the topic should be and i decided the topic should be old-time radio because then anyone who would be disappointed that they didn't hear us talk about old-time radio would not be disappointed because they actually uh, heard the smart move. old-time radio because yeah, it would have been like finally we're going to do our our uh episode about the finale of fringe which i keep getting tweets about are you ever going to talk about the end of fringe it's like i haven't even watched the end of fringe yet hold your horses <laughs> but i could have done that and they would have been so mad it made me would have been worth it i don't know well, but it would have been it was a, the doctor who flashcast yeah oh it god was, it was oh, in a different murder. reality <laughs> yeah so i, I think my favorite uh, my favorite twitter comment is from fitz Caraldo who says 
Dieser Podcast ist empfehlenswert. <laughs> Recommended. Yeah. Yep. Jim Murphy I, wrote, uh, Jump and Jupiter may have surpassed Edith Snell as my favorite incomparable quote. Both should be on both T-shirts and Toy Zeppelins. Mm-hmm. Toy Zeppelins is a, is a brilliant idea. Toy Zeppelins would be great. No other podcast has a Toy Zeppelin. <laughs> I, picture, wow. I picture us and going up to the balcony in some building and like, you know, when they throw out flyers to advertise something, they just throw Zeppelins. Zeppelins so they'd all Zeppelins. be made of lead and they just all hit the ground. It would be like that episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, That's right? right? As God, as God is my witness, I thought Zeppelins, Zeppelins could fly. Could fly. Except all the Zeppelins would also be on fire. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, the oh, humanity. humanity. <laughs> I, I love that because that also has a Bob and Ray <laughs> reference where they're going, where, where like Les Nessman has bought the <laughs> the banner that has, you know, Happy Thanksgiving from WKRP. So then when he's in the live broadcast, it's going, and it, it has a thing behind it. And it says, Happy. Yes, right. Thanksgiving from W, and they're all in the booth going, hey. That's, hey. that's the Slow Talkers of America by Bob Les and actually Ray. does say, oh, the humanity in that, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Of course he does. <laughs> Such synergy. Yeah. Oh my. I, my, my favorite Twitter comment was uh, Sebastian Peach? Petch? Peach? Peach, I think. Peach. Peach. Or something. Peach. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> You gotta throw a click in there too. Uh, that was without hyperbole the best radio show I've ever listened to, including all my childhood cassettes. War of the Worlds quality. Ah, uh, he means the Wait, second yeah. act of I War of the know, Worlds, Sebastian. which was really boring. I think there's a little hyperbole there, yeah, Sebastian. I think you may be exaggerating. Yeah, you know what though? You, you are yourself. right, Sebastian. That's right. I- Okay. I like his original tweet, which was just uh, an emoticon that looked like a dude with his hands up in the air. <laughs> yes, he was like... <laughs> and an exclamation mark. Three, three exclamation marks, Steve. <laughs> I can picture him doing that. that excited. So that... Uh, and no, honestly, somebody was asking me why, why, we, why we do this crazy stuff. And, and, and the answer is because it's fun and because we, we get to have a good time doing it. And it is great that people like it, too. And that, that has made it... You know, you get that letdown when you post it. And I said last week on Twitter, I was like, boy, you know, mm. we're going to do this and we're going we're gonna to work really hard and we're going to post it and and the response is going to be huh that's cute and then huh. that'll be the end of it right but no people have been really positive and it's great to, it's great because it was fun for us to do it but it makes it all the more uh delightful to have people uh out there like it too so i'm oh, yeah. I mean, i'm really grateful for that yeah it's it's very people much are like good. like doing uh doing a real theater show is you know you cuz you, you get into that um it's it's almost like you're in this bubble where all you're doing is the show and all you know all the people you're with love it because you're all doing it <clears throat> and then you open and then the people come and then it closes and you're just kind of like oh and that's it it's, it's over. actually my favorite uh, Twitter but, related thing yes is the fact that David tweeted uh, a link to the episode to Carl Reiner <laughs> way to dream big there David. <laughs> He, hey, David got the NEA to retweet a link. I like to that. I like that. That's that's my tax dollars at work. Right yeah, there. man, I had a that's brief right. second there where I wasn't entirely listening and thought he meant NRA, and I was like, that is a very different <laughs> no. sort of endorsement. Well, there is there is gun gunfire, but me? only the death of Andy and Otko, and then there's the right. cocking of the gun, but not firing because you can't fire fog. You would destroy the old these mysterious lost old masters. Why they're lost? Of the I like to think would. that the fog doesn't actually even. <laughs> have a gun he just made the sound of a gun talking <laughs> yeah it was very it was very original batman-y i thought the fog has a gun so i like to believe that the fog's only power is that he is a wispy insubstantial form 
um, that could be anywhere. Just like Dan he's Warren. Like, he's like, uh, yeah, cool. he's got a little like. Uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> He's wow. got a yeah. He's got a little. Uh, you know, I've been working so out. Well. Yeah, it was going so well. Dan's looking much better now. He's no longer wispy like <laughs> the, fog. the fog. But also, is uh, why is it that, that both the fog and Simeon St. Clair almost every line they have has a strange pause. The fog. <laughs> it's, it's because little, the fog rolls in on little cat's paws, <laughs> rolling in. Uh, okay, well. We, I think we've talked enough about this, but this was great. Um, it was so fun, so fun to do this, and I would love to do something like this again because this was, it's, it, you know, when I sent that email in December, I was like, "What am I getting myself in for? Are we really going to do this? What's going <laughs> like to happen? It's going to be a failure." For, I would like to thank you guys and, for putting in the thousands of hours, Ren, David, and Jason specifically. I think before that allowed us to put in several hours. Thank you for putting in all that time. <laughs> Well, and, Plus, and it'll be thank... easier next time, right, guys? So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I'll only make you do it 40 times instead of 38. What's, Are we all supposed that? to laugh together now? <laughs> 39 <laughs> 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 all, all laugh. Uh, <laughs> it, it, took me until, it took me until listening it through the entire first time before I realized there was a group laugh at the end. Every of single Every one. Single. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I want to thank you all for doing it because, you know, you've you've joked about just being amateurs or just nothing. This was damn good. Um, you sure, know, I do this all the time. And, and you know, this this is just beautiful work. And so thank you for doing it. Thank you for inviting me to come play. Well, we need um, to applaud the author here as well. So. Yes, author, oh. author. Well, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. This, wait, hang on. This is oh, he's going to praise himself. My arms too. are out, straight out, and <laughs> yeah. clapping in that that way. You do, yeah. So um, that Joan <laughs> Rivers <go>. clap. <laughs> oh, um, but but no. When when I got that email in December, the first thing I thought was, well, it has to have zeppelins. Yeah. The second thing I thought was that that you probably wrote to everyone else, going, guys, guys, I got a playwright on the hook. Uh, we can do this. Yeah, um, yeah. I tried so. it. I tried it where we said we'd write it ourselves, and nobody wrote anything. So we're, I got a guy. I'm, I I'm outsourcing. <laughs> he understands so, our but... jokes. Uh, I believe that's, that's you mean scary jokes. The, quote, yes, the, unquote yeah, there's, jokes. There's yes, definitely an air quote in there. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was just a lot of fun, and you know, like I said, freeing. To just write without logic and to work in <laughs> just insane in yep. jokes. I mean, a reference to Bewitched. Why? Yes. Because. <laughs> um, God, what else is there? Well, it's like uh, Carl Phillips is the actual reporter in the War of the Worlds. Uh, Howie Koch wrote the script for the War of the Worlds broadcast. Wow. You know, just little, you know, pointless three people will get them jokes and i'm so glad that more than three people got them um like the harlan ellison thing still kills me smoke them if you um, got them smoke, smoke them if, if they're got them. them yeah oh, that's man. that's yeah, another that line good. reading that killed me yeah um, the reading that's on that just, one is sublime by the way oh Phil. yeah Phil, i i am yeah. fortunate to know several people it turns out more than i even thought who not only are time travelers who were clearly born before we were all born but um can speak in in the tones of the 30s and the 40s 
it's bizarre mm. but like you know phil and lisa and andy anatko is i mean he is a the <gasps> resurrection all. of a radio announcer a and and uh, you know but even like steve's fog announcer and his you know his mcnulty are the, the that totally clipped radio i mean that's that's perfect so i i love that that um for some reason this is a collection of people i don't know this isn't really a talent that you could apply to much else but they kind of can talk like old time people pretty much talk. unemployable actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if we can get to the Tesla later, we can all get jobs in the past. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. What's that? Well, you know, I Do mean, I, it, it was it was just nice to know that all of these unmarketable skills, because you know, ah. this isn't exactly marketable for me either. Yeah. Um, it's not not part know. of my typical day job. I love it when yeah. a plan comes together. Yeah. And, and, I, and I said, you know, I, this is the most fun I've had writing in forever. And I always have fun uh. writing. You know, I just had a big dopey smile the whole time. So, you know, yep. I I would not mind doing more of that. All right. That's a there, there's your yeah. cliffhanger Same right time there. Next week, everybody, Robot Cowboy coming through. <laughs> Adventures of the Robot Cowboy. Dun, I'm there. Dun, dun. I am available to play the Robot Cowboy, or maybe yeah. maybe it's He's Robot Pros- Robot Prospectors coming through. I'm robot Dowager. at the at the annual <laughs> Robot Prodigy. <Dowager>. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. At the at the annual gathering of the robot prospectors, Doug helm the flying cars. Where are my robot dowagers? Yes, Con <laughs> this is a credible biscuit. <laughs> yeah, hey, someone someone on Twitter suggested uh, writing Richard Feynman's secret agent, and I was like, all right, I'll okay. do it. Lots of lots I'd of bongo that. drums in that. Sure, why not? Bongo mm-hmm. drums and strippers. It's pretty great itself. Yeah. Hey, Timmy Preston is full of string theory, so why the hell not? Yeah, why not? And Harlan Elysian matrices. The Harlan Elysian. Yeah. No, I, I had one one guy who said, Taurus Moduli, how do you even know that? I, like, <laughs> I just looked up string theory on yeah. Wikipedia and picked it out. Of the, <laughs> no, I'm really smart. I have all of Brian Green's books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've you know I've read those books and I didn't get that. So yeah. yay! <laughs> oh oh oh! Actually, there is another in joke. Jane Witten is named for super string theorist Ed Witten. That's right. That was intentional. <laughs> so right, again, two right. people. Nobody will. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, uh, but that's uh, the good thing about podcasting <laughs> is you don't really need to appeal to more than about four people. So somewhere that's there right. are a couple string theorists. They're just going, dying. Oh my god! <laughs> they are dying. Oh my god! It's radio drama about string theory. Woohoo! <clears throat> yes, that'll be your new CBS sitcom, The String Theory. It's not as good, but you know, <laughs> it's, un- but it's untestable. It's, as it's long no as it's saw, as long as it stars Stringer Bell, I'm on. It's on every channel. Where's Wallace at? Where my Wallace? And then he comes in at the end, and everyone laughs and shrugs. They yeah. all showed up. Yay! <laughs> That's the end. We'll all laugh, fade out. <laughs> all right. Okay, this is great. Thank you, everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna Thank call you. it. Thanks to everybody out there for listening to this, and uh, and also listening to all the. Maybe I'll put some wacky outtakes and stuff in this one too. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What is that? Uh, what? What? What's uh, that? But until next that? time. Until next time. What? <laughs> that. That's you, what you have been listening to. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? I was thinking for your call tones, you ought to use those last three notes of the theme song. The little piano notes. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. That's excellent. Good thinking. uh, You know, xylophone. Attention to detail.
but I can still hear someone typing. Who's typing? Who's typing? If you're typing, who's typing? M- mute. If you're typing, you mute your mute mic. Your mic, yeah. Yeah. Don't disturb the actors. <laughs> the artists. <clears throat> Interfering with our process, and it's not really fair. <laughs> it's in the sky over Arles in 1888, and now over the edge of Paris in, what, 1894? Um, one more time. Uh, this time, emphasize... Like you're weighing things, like it's, it's in the, the sky, sky over Arles in 1888, and now, now this. Of Think of like the mm-hmm. yeah, exactly the the <clears throat> David Tennant. Like there's this, and there's this, and there's this. All right. Okay. Wait, this is supposed to be like Doctor Who? No, oh, no. I'm just getting that now. <laughs> Doctor Witch. Doctor what's Doctor Tes- Tesla? That's it. Doctor Tesla. All right. Go ahead. One question, Mr. Van. If you are on a journey around the world, why... <clears throat> Excuse me, I got really German all of a sudden. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, that was too much. <laughs> okay. It was yeah. okay, somebody has to replace Glenn, because he's, he's dead now. <laughs> right. I, I was going to do the fog next, but since Lisa's here, and Lisa has a two-year-old in her life, I, you know, I was I, thinking... The, the, the husband How is Phil? <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Oh. The husband's on duty. This is, yes. Well, so should we do the should we do the fog or should we do Jenny Lane next? What happened I think to we the should... Space Boy Scout? Oh, Space Boy Scout. We have to do well, Space Boy Scout too. Yeah. yeah. Space Boy oh Scout. my God, we're gonna be here forever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what would a Galaxy Scout do? Scouts. On my, my honor, honor I, will I will do my do best, my best. To do, to, to do my, my duty, duty to Troop and galaxy. and galaxy, to help, to help other, people other people at all times, at all times. To, to never give up in the face of certain doom, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and heartily, and heartily fortified, fortified with a daily allowance of vitamins, chocolate, and chili pepper. What does that mean? The only choco vitamin drink guaranteed to put a bounce in your step. I am dying. Oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> Wonderful. It's really hard to be in this when you're also laughing at <laughs> This is the first skit that I've had to mute. Monty is wow. doing like Peter Graves or something. It's the de- deadpan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Whatever. Have you ever seen a black hole, Timmy? Have you ever seen a grown man naked? It's yeah. the most condescending voice I can manage. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, and we're starting. Hang on, hang on. I, I got to tie the rope back yeah. on. Yeah. Steve, I have no notes for you. I thought, I thought you, you, you had it. That yeah, was solid. It was amazing. Solid. Uh, Very nice. All right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Parfait. Oh, yeah. Bravo. Acting. Wow. I just want to hear Andy say Galaxy Scout over and over again. It could be your new ringtone. We can make that happen. Dude, yeah, it could when be. When you edit this, you will. Yes. <laughs> this true. is true. <laughs> oh, right. No, Monty, no. <laughs> Roller Derby. Ooh, someone is ringing my doorbell. Oh, it's dear. a biker. Don't let it's the in. cops. Cheese it. It's the fuzz. It's the cops. Cheese wow. it. Yeah, Dan, I don't know what's it's, going it's, on. Dan, you might have Tesla. to go over there. It's Tesla. That's a great sound effect for a We radio. got a call that doorbell, there's, doorbell there's direction the going on. Here. Are we sure that wasn't a Foley doorbell? <laughs> now we, now we Hold on, she's got to walk clomp, to the door. Clomp, 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 clomp. <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Are, are you sure this isn't part of the radio show we're doing, where the, the show is about we getting Holy together and having shit. a good time, but meanwhile, oh, well, there's a biker gang outside. Oh, look, <laughs> now there's police here. Oh, there's the doorbell. I should Is it possible that. we're recording a radio show inside a radio show? Yes. No. <sighs> is the caller there? All we need now is George Lucas. The to radio direct. drama is coming from inside the radio drama. Faster and more intense. It's, Thank you, uh, George Lucas. I heard that. Now listen to me. I only want to hear three things, two things, one of two things from you. Faster okay, or slower. So. <laughs> Are you yes. being taken away? Is anyone, no one's dead outside your house, right? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that um, they're talking to the one of the girls who lives in my building. Wow. About what okay. she saw. Uh, oh, and they were shouting and fighting. So wow. it's usually a very safe neighborhood. I don't know what's going on. You get it all on cops, tape, too. The cops like to go it. down yeah. your street a lot. All yeah, right. they really... Uh, it's, anyway. Okay, Jenny Lane. All right. Are we ready to do this? Or actually, hold on. I need to put my hair up into Veronica Mars' pigtails. <laughs> what? It helps her get in character. It's method. So, method. That's cool. And get to that uh-huh. sweet Kickstarter money. I did, I did something I'm, I'm, similar for my Timmy preparation. Am I attempting to do this in a British accent? <laughs> Go for it, John. I don't know, John. Go where Are the inspiration you? takes you. I have li- you have limited options. You have limited options. I have limited options. We all do. Uh, I- I'm not sure about Officer Murphy, Greg. It was it was sort of Irish at times, sort of Russian. <laughs> Irish cop on the take from the Russian mafia. Brilliant. We might want to do uh, what we did with uh, with Jules Verne and make him more oh. American. Oh, no Irish cow. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to the director on this one. I am happy to record both takes. Right. So we'll do one of Irish and then one of American, just to have both options. And one of every other accent, just to be safe. <laughs> French, Syrian. <laughs> we'll bring in Glenn later. Oh, no. What is this? Uh, what do you see? I think, we, I think we got a cop to hit a ball. <laughs> They're always yes. after me, lucky charm. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, I'll have Glenn dub the Mur- Murphy in as Serbian. So <laughs> it's uh, Murfisky. Does that All mean right. I can say Grant the Man a Tea Biscuits? Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's just Jason Strike for oh, Grant the Man a Tea Biscuits. Angela, have some tea oh, biscuits. Oh, Angela, Angela, Yo, yes, my lord, Jonathan. All right, Samantha. Shall I go? It is DA <laughs> Percival Lane and his daughter Jenny. <laughs> the anticipation right. is unreal, man. Why is DA Percival Lane and his daughter Jenny? Hello, Officer Murphy. <laughs> let's uh, oh, no, 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 let's no. just start over. Was, I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> All right, oh, we'll go from thanks. We'll go from thanks, Pop. And I'm doing the McNulty part, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Nobody knows. <laughs> you can be the father. Um. I'll try. <clears throat> Dan, you be the dowager. <laughs> John, you be the lady. Steve, you be the lord. I'm Everyone move announced. one chair. Every other word, okay? My tea biscuits? I, I get the odd-numbered words. Yeah, I get the even, and then multiples of seven. That's I want all the Jason. verbs. <laughs> now we're going to play another improv game called Verbs, yeah. Nouns, and Adjectives. <sighs> She'll say they're everything they're crocked up to be. (laughs) 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 
Oh, Dowager. Mm. Is the Dowager a witch? <laughs> Would be. Have you seen Downton Abbey? <laughs> I'm just scared of Jason good. as a witch. Uh, yeah, it's right. not going to get Cracker coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my cracker oiled. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so it's like uh, really late. It's so should one should we? In the morning for you guys. Yeah, should we? So, so should we uh, just schedule something for later in this week to do the fog and some pickups rather than stretch this out? Or should we? Yeah, I, I, I think that might I, be. I, I would be happy to do it later in the week. I'm sure I can find it's time. it's it's later now. Yeah, I don't think I'll be at the top of my game. I don't think anybody's going to be at their top of the game if we keep going. No, and I'm I'm my voice is <laughs> yeah yeah very that's I, I'm noticing I'm noticing that too. It's so. the fog. It is the fog. Yeah, well, <laughs> that yeah. is the fog. I mean, I can, I can do my, my, you know. Actually, I was thinking that in that second take, in that second take, Jenny Lane was a little more sultry than she probably should. Yeah, (laughs) I picked up on that. Jenny Lane, girl detective. Tell me about your rash, Mr. Harriman. <laughs> Hello, Jenny. I, I keep expecting Mr. Harrigan to just keep taking off clothing. Like it doesn't stop with a watch. Just what what else should you now take off your sock? You should see the tattoo that I've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Please have some more of those Ooh, tea biscuits. Tea biscuits. And another pack of camels. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm going to call it because it's now going to be a one in the morning, Eastern, and ten. Time, time of death. Time, <laughs> time of death. A.m. That's right. What happened to Scott? Oh, he's I back. I don't know. He's uh, having problems. What happened I, uh, to Scott? There we go. I moved Scott my MacBook. Moved my MacBook on top of a magnet, and that made it <laughs> go to sleep. Oh dear. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. my. Start. Why don't you know? Never Scott, yeah. Scott, start yeah, recording again and say Why recording. Magnets just sitting around. Recorder. There... I I enjoy magnets and I have a lot of them. How do they How work? Do they work? Oh, anyway. magnets. Oh, oh, wow. That's a lot of memes there, folks. Allie. I don't get it. The welcome y'all needs to be even bigger and even more oh. ridiculous. Like I think David has turned into a Dalek. I know. Oh, he's got the John Syracuse disease. He's got the John Syracuse disease. Oh no. Wait, wait. Wait, he's trying to connect with us as a 28-8 modem. Turbinate. Does anyone else speak modem? This is going to be the best after dark ever. <laughs> All right. Taking a break here. The call is... Uh... This is special recording time. I'm not on the call at all. Anything could be happening right now. Folks at home, here's the situation. The audio went bad. That's pretty much it. I'm waiting for the call to reform, so if you're listening to this, Jason... Oh, there we go. Now it's coming back. Never mind. <coughs> I really don't think you want me doing Peter Laurie as St. Clair. I don't really think that's the Rick. book. No, the not as St. Clair. It's the fog. Why must you drag me to these ghastly affairs? <laughs> <laughs> no. That was good. No. Stop. That was terrible. As I said, not as St. Clair, as the fog. As the fog? I don't think that's quite right either. <laughs> On one call, all of us will do our Peter Lorre impressions. Rick, I'm the fog. <laughs> I can't even take myself seriously right now. I like it. I literally just did a spit take. <laughs> all right. So what, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to... we're gonna. Um, I don't know. We're going to start. <laughs> Good leadership. We'll start over. I'm trying to imagine. I think we need to start from the top. We weren't very far into it, so we can. No. We're only in. Yeah.
We've got three more hours to go, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, please read No. No. Can you do that exactly the same, but um, with like 50% more bombasticness, like uh, more... Like very much like you are the you are the most important person in the room. I'm I want you to waiting. basically Glenn it Glenn. Yeah. Glenn it. Full the Glenn the, throttle. Love the sound of your own voice talking and wow. especially your own name when you get to it. <clears throat> All the way oh. out. Okay. Steve, did you just do guard two? Yes. Okay. Um don't pronounce the Y on gallery, but otherwise that's fine. How do I not pronounce the Y on gallery? <laughs> that's a, a that's gallery? his gallery. Well, more Galler? drop it, drop it down to like an a instead of an e. Gallery, like that's really? his gallery. I'm going to the gallery. <laughs> to do some Pop shopping. Good morning to you. I'm going to the gallery. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> gag me. Are we? Yeah, this is getting. This is the this weird. Is not not Southern California. This is the most weirdly stylized thing we've ever done. <laughs> okay, I it's it's very hard to try and explain accent All right. cues. All right, let, let's just try it that way. Okay. Nah, that's millionaire playboy Simeon St. Clair. That room over there? That's his gallery. Yeah? Well, he's still a suspect. Hey, way to go. Same thing again, Scott, except no T on suspect. Or not as emphasized a T on suspect. Just start dropping random letters. I'm dropping every (laughs) other topic. Every every other letter. (laughs) (laughs) Just spells. Okay. So I will just say this without a T. All right. It's also great that both um, both uh, the guard and Monty's caterer sound like Jay Leno. That's interesting. <laughs> so, it's like, oh, so, uh, so this is an interesting hey. story. Maybe you saw this in the paper today. Hey. No. Yeah. Millionaire Playboy Simeon St. Clair was... Uh... Oh, boy. <laughs> I did some so Jay talking to me in the gallery. At the gallery. Do it almost as if you you were going to be narrating this like in internal monologue over video you know so a voiceover yeah voiceover yeah. i'll picture video in my head yeah and like then read yeah. Over think, it. think blade runner but not the director's <laughs> edition blade runner the original <laughs> but not the really original the one where they put in the voiceover think of that one. Oh god too many editions so i'm an i'm a replicant <laughs> all good <laughs> that's all good I'm, yeah i'm just gonna change my accent every time i do it Great. It is too big a figure to hide on once first. <laughs> That'll be good. Good in the edit. Lando! Lando! <laughs> it's too big a figure to hide on one's person. Hey, now so that's it's perfect. A, baby. Actually, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that again so I don't say horse. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> I found it! We can horse. all go home! Ho- horse ebooks. <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm in Hotep Hoedown. Cue the prospectors. Yeah, I don't know why. I think you're trying to hit the R on Harbor, and you lose Hobbit. the fog voice. Yeah, you're losing yeah. the rumbly fog in the okay. second part. It's hard. To- yeah, <clears throat> it sits on right. silent hunches, looking over harbor and city. Hotter. Like you gotta, you you, you gotta <laughs> drop the. You gotta, you gotta the go. Fog, uh, the Boston. fog uh, creeps in on little cats. It sits <laughs> on silent. <laughs> Mr. Rick, the fog. You know the fog creeps in, <laughs> the fog, Mr. Rick. Fog. <laughs> yeah, the fog's gotta have a little bit of a bass. A oh, my dear boy, here. the fog creeps in on little cats. All right. You won't shoot fog. That's not the right accent. Lost my, I lost my plummy crystal. Oh, yeah. You yeah, won't, yeah. You won't shoot, frog, you won't shoot, you won't shoot me, yeah, Frog. Yeah. You ever think me alive? <laughs> Sorry. You dirty rat. 
Okay, thanks everybody. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Bye, Good night, everybody. Oh, concern it. You Good night, robot cowboy. Get oh, your hands off my guys. horse. You're all suspects. Listen, prospectors, out of the way, coming through, robot cowboys and passing through. Well, there's the problem. Looks like you got men here in your laughing place. <laughs> <laughs> Horaces coming through. I got some Horaces here. Who wants them? Oh, is that a Horace made of lightning? <laughs> <laughs>
the coffee with that extra special secret ingredient, more coffee. Right, That's right. The mountain-rich, fresh-packed, freeze-dried beans that we harvest for chock-full of coffee go through a special process we like to call caffeine naturalization. This infuses every bean with the strength and purity of ten beans. Phil and Lisa. That's all the coffee. Chock-full of coffee. For that wide-awake feeling all day long. And all night, too. And now we return you to... The Fog. Oh, darn it, Simeon. Where did you go? Hey, you there! Who goes there? I could ask the same about you. Ah, Margot Drummond, I presume. Girl Friday to that millionaire playboy St. Clair, yes? How did you know? No one can hide from... The Fog. Oh, so are you here to find the missing Horace? It would appear so. Do you know who stole it? The weed of crime is a bitter pill to swallow. What does that even mean? I really don't know. Go back to your party, Miss Drummond. You'll be much safer there. Rest assured, the fog has the missing horse well in hand. Why are you waving your hand in my face? To the party, Miss Drummond. Be gone. Oh, if you insist. Now, to the matter at hand. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yes, three robberies, three glass figures, all from museums here in Midtown Manhattan. There's a pattern here. The question is, where are the missing figures? And how did the burglar get in? More to the point, how did the burglar get the horse out tonight in the midst of a party like that? Unless, of course. Jenny, we still gotta serve these people. They're expecting food, and now they're, needing, now they're not even doing the hoedown thing. Come on. Hey, buddy, watch where you're going. Oh, please forgive me. I'm... With the museum. I just want to ask you a question or two. Yeah, yeah, we're getting the food ready. <coughs> no, 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 not about the food. I want to know, has there been anyone problem this evening? Well, that thing that got stolen's kind of a problem. But before that, out here in, in the staging area, were there any problems with servers or any of the other contractors for this evening's festivities? Not really. It's been pretty easy around here. Except for the ice guy. The ice guy? Yeah, Guy brought this big old ice carving. Thought it was supposed to go out there on the tables, but there weren't no room for it, you know? One of them right-hand, left-hand, no-one-knows-what's-what things. And what did the ice guy do then? Well, he got annoyed, but he took his thing and left. How big was this carving? Uh, three feet or so. Had it on a car. Wheeled it around like so. Took it down that elevator there. One last question, if you'll enjoy <laughs> What was the ice carving of... Hey, you know what? I don't know. He had a sheet over it the whole time. Thank you, my good man. You've been most helpful. Forget we ever had this conversation. Hey, get your hand out of my face. You never saw me. I was never here. Whatever you say, Chief. Basement floor. Storage. Offices. Sundries. And stolen glass <coughs> figurines. Going up. Why, there you are, you big, beautiful horse. You're a sight for sore... Someone's coming. I knew you'd come back, Selden Harris. Who's there? The fog <clears throat> creeps in on little cat's feet. It sits on silent haunches looking over harbor and city, and then moves on. The fog? I should have known you'd roll in. You won't get away with this, Harris. The weed of burglary bears little spiky thorns. What does that even mean? Never mind that now. You're coming with me. 
I don't think so, Mr. Fogg. I can't see you, but I know where you are, and I know you won't shoot me, not with all this valuable art all over this basement. Mr. Harris. Who are you? Miss Drummond, get down. You won't shoot, Fogg. The gases from the chamber could harm the paint on a lost old master, not to mention the damage any one of a number of bullets and their ricochets could inflict. You won't get away with this, Harris. Oh, but I think I will. You see, my sense of hearing is acute, Mr. Fogg. I can tell by the sound of your voice that you're approximately five foot ten, maybe eleven. And while neither one of us would dare to set off a firearm in here, I'll take a chance and throw this small men here. What is that? A miniature men here, long stone, similar to the stones used to build Stonehenge. It's just a rock. But a rock of great value, priceless to the Welsh people. And again, you're running out of men here, Mister Harris. All I need is one. No, but you were supposed to be over there. Oh, quick, Miss Drummond, help me tie him up. How did you do that? Simple ventriloquism, ma'am. In other words, I threw my voice. <sighs> there we go, tied up like. Hey, where'd he go? Margot, what are you doing? Simeon, there you are. The fog caught the thief. It was Mister Harris all along. Of course, he had an office down here, and as president of the Second Foundation, he could come and go as he pleased from the other museums. I bet he brought the horse figure down here disguised as an ice sculpture to get past the caterers. How do you figure that?、Uh, never mind now. Ah,、oh, it's a shame Mister Harris broke the statue, though. Oh, is that what happened? Well, it just goes to show the old saying. People with glass horses shouldn't throw stones. The Fog, a mutual production for the Finley Quality Network, with Dane Marmot as Simeon Saint Clair, Ulla Fairfield as Margot Drummond, Glenn Feldspar as Selden Harris, and Benny Lucado as Caterer Number One. Also, there were some guards. Brought to you by the chunk full of coffee, the coffee with the secret ingredient. More coffee. Eo.、Uh, <laughs> one. Bing bing. Wow. All right. There were other caterers. <laughs> Play it all differently. Caterer number one. There's only one caterer. He's the only caterer that's there, there, important. There's one caterer, but two guards.